You're listening to The Sigrun Show, episode number 462. In this episode, I talk to Sarah Walton about how it's not overwhelm, but over-functioning that you might be experiencing. Today, I speak with Sarah Walton. She is a business mentor who's been featured on the Today Show, speaks at women conferences all over the world, and has helped hundreds of women start and grow businesses they love. In this episode, we talk about overwhelm, where it comes from, and what you can do about it. But before we dive in, did you know that you don't need to do more marketing to increase your sales? I see so many entrepreneurs struggle because they're putting all their time and money into marketing that's just not working for them. They are not getting more sales with more marketing. Instead, did you know that there's a powerful method that helps me sell without more marketing? Well, join me on my free and new upcoming masterclass where I will teach you how you can spend less time and money on marketing and make more sales. Go to the show notes at sigma.com forward slash 462 to sign up for the free masterclass now. There, you will also find all the links to Sarah Walton. I am so excited to be here with Sarah Walton and talk about how it's not overwhelmed, but actually over-functioning what's going on. And this will be a doozy one. Sarah, welcome on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here with you today. So Sarah, you have a podcast, uh, Girl, The Game Is On, right? Very close. Yeah, it's uh, Game On, Girlfriend. Game On, Girlfriend. Yes, okay. I always say The I Game switched Is it On. Up. So that's yeah. perfect. It's actually all the same. Yes. And so uh, you help uh, women, obviously, live their best life and not you know, think, oh, this is prep for something else. I, I should actually do this today. But my bet is you were not doing this the whole time. So what led you to make this your mission? Like what, what's your background? Oh, that is such a great question. And I really appreciate you asking it because not everybody asks that. And I love origin stories. I think they're so important, but I was actually a senior executive in corporate America and I had two young kids and, um, it was just miserable. The job was fantastic. The people were wonderful. And I was making a, like an extraordinary amount of money and all of that should have been enough. Right. But I would sit there in my office and listen to the minutes of my life tick away. I had this beautiful clock up in my office and I had this great glass door and I could see my team out there. And I would just hear that clock tick every day. And it was like, I can't get that one back. I can't get that one back. I can't get that one back. And it was killing me. Like literally I would like my chest hurt, my stomach hurt. I was a lot thinner than I am now, but mostly that's because I couldn't eat. <laughs> it was not healthy. Yeah. And I literally just had a moment where I got up and said, this is not what my life is for. And it scared me to death. It was really scary, but it was like, I am not willing to do this anymore. And I sort of had some validation in that. And that there I was this, this, senior executive. I was the only woman at that level. Right. And I would look out my office 
door and there would be a line three or four people deep of other people, like people on other people's teams who wanted to come in and get advice from me. And they're like, you know, my boss doesn't understand me, or I want to ask for a raise and I don't know how, or I can't quite get the team to communicate the way I want them to, or no one seems excited about this project. How can I help them get excited? Or I'm unhappy. What do I, and I would like have these incredible conversations over here. And then I'd have to turn to my desk and actually do my day job. And I didn't like that part as much. And so it was like, I can start to see there's something else for me. And I would get thank you notes and they'd be like, oh my gosh, everything's different now. And I was like, I think I have a talent here. I didn't know what to call it. I didn't know what it was, but I was like, I'm doing something over here that makes me really happy. And it's really helping them. So how do I, how do I rearrange things? So that's what I end up getting. And that's what I end up waking up to every day. And so while it was super scary and I had no idea how to create a business from this or support myself with this or build a life around this, but I knew I had to. And that was the impetus for this. Look, the game is on right now. It's not on tomorrow. It's not on at 6 p.m. It's not on three months from now. It's on right now. And so that combination of seeing the validation of other things that were possible for me and listening to that clock tick, which I brought home with me, I still have it here for a reminder, uh, <laughs> but listening to that combo, that really is what gave me, um, I guess, the courage and the impetus to make that change for myself and then encourage other people to do the same thing. And now I'm able to teach them actually how to do that. Um, and it's just, it's been an extraordinary journey. It's been 12 years now. And it's been extraordinary. And I feel really lucky to be doing this. Wow, 12 years. Yeah. So you figured out what it was called. What it was it called? Is it life coach, success coach? What, how would you call it? Yeah, that's such a great question. So I'm a success coach and business mentor. Yeah, and really my expertise is really, it's kind of twofold. One, I can have pretty much a 10, 15 minute conversation with someone and see, I don't know how I'm able to do this. I'll be totally honest, but I can see immediately what their barriers are. And I can see immediately how to get them out of it. And so what I tell women is I can see where you're stuck and I'm going to get you out of it so you can go hit the next upper limit. And then I'm going to see where you're stuck there. And then we're going to hit the next one. So that's sort of uh, my, my genius zone, if you want to call it that. Um, but it's also a lot about combining a woman's talent, experience, and expertise and packaging it in a way that they can actually go sell it. Right. And I mean, that literally anything, I just paid a woman to put my son's soccer jerseys into a quilt, right? Like literally. And she's like got this killer business in Colorado. Right. I'm like, you're amazing. And my first really big client was a woman who'd been through 12 rounds of IVF. And she now, I mean, I think there's 200 babies in the world now because I taught her, I said, listen, we're going to package this and you're going to put other women through this program and you're going to save them tens of thousands of dollars in IVF bills. They're not going to have to pay. And at first she's like, I can't charge for this. I'm like, no, you have to charge for it or they're not going to listen to what you say and they're not going to get pregnant. Right. And it took her a couple of years, but now it's like $15,000 to work with her. When I was like, dude, she wanted to charge like $49. I'm like, no, like, that's not what this is. We're talking about a human life. Like this is a baby. Right. And each round of IVF is like 50 grand. Like you're saving them so much money. Like, no. And she got it. And her clients love her. She has a hundred percent success rate. So it's like, you guys literally anything that you are good at, anything you have been through, anything you personally have conquered, I would assert it's kind of why you're here. 
right? Like you were given that challenge. You were given that hard time, those ticking moments in my office. That was almost a gift as painful as it was, because now I can help other people get out of that exact same pain. And I, and I, I can't emphasize enough to people that that's, that's what we're here to do. And it's your gift. You were given it for a reason. And there's no way you would have been given that. I mean, given the drive to want to do it, if you couldn't do it financially as well, I've really come to understand that. Like that is an impossibility. That is some sort of mindset block that we have, like the starving artist thing. Like that is not real. That is made up. It's a lie that we're fed through society all the time that this is worth something and that's not, says who. And it's up to us to do the internal work to recognize the value we're putting out into the world and to honor it by allowing ourselves to live in such a way that we can continue to provide it. Yeah. To turn your passion into profit. Yeah, That's exactly. Right. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. And there is a thing that still holds women back. And that's this scary word called overwhelm. <laughs> yes. Why do you think it happens more with women than men? Oh, how long is this podcast? We got like eight hours? No. Okay. I'm just kidding. So, okay. <laughs> Why does this happen more to women than men? Well, I'm going to start with um, something that people kind of get pissed off at. So I'm sorry if you guys get mad, but here's the thing. Like the truth is physiologically speaking, you know, we have two hemispheres to our brain, right? Women have more connective tissue between the two hemispheres than men do. So this is one of the reasons you guys, this is not like made up. This is science this is one of the reasons we are so good at doing the thing where we're like, Hey, did you get the chicken for dinner? Yeah. Did you guys send that email? Yeah. Great. No problem. I'll be home at seven. Did you guys get that? They're like, and we do this all day long. Right. It's like that joke about a woman's brain has like 45 tabs open. That's what it feels like because we literally can like that can happen. Mm. And and so I think we have a tendency to fall into that. And because we care, we see what's not getting done, right? And we're like, oh, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. I'll... And pretty soon we're like, that's just what we do. That's... And I'm like, did I have dreams once? I don't know, but there's so much to get done. I don't... And then all of a sudden, you don't know what happened to your day. You mm -hmm. know, my favorite is when I'm like, did I pee today? I don't like that feeling that we can get of like, what just happened in my life? So there's actually a physiological reason for that. And then we add in our ability like to care so deeply. Mm. And then we add on. Onto that. Yeah. This crazy thing. So it's twofold. One is we don't focus on just one thing at a time because we have the ability not to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, like we're yeah. born with this, right? It's like that funny thing. I always joke around if anybody like has a, a brother or your spouse is male, whatever. And you're like, they're watching TV and you're like, hey, could you help me with this? And they're like, but I'm watching TV. Right. They could one thing at a time. Right. And it's actually a benefit sometimes that we don't always have. So focusing on one thing is a skill that we need to learn so that we can pick up this incredible tool we have of multitasking when it serves us mm. and then put it down when it doesn't. Yeah. And that is the skill of focusing on one thing at a time. Then mm. we put on what has just finally been named. I'm so excited. It's got a double name. It's either over functioning or high functioning codependence. And this has become an epidemic among women. And why is that happening? Women? Yeah, you said we have this connective tissue, and then we care so much. So yeah, we take things on and we take 1000 things on and then we're overwhelmed. But mm -hmm. we are overwhelmed also because 
we are over-functioning? Yes. Yeah. Wildly over-functioning. And every woman who knows what we're talking about just heard that and went, that's me. Like I have yet to meet a woman since this has really been kind of like framed and termed, which has only been in the last couple months in this space, at least that I'm aware of at this point. Um, Every single woman without exception that I've had this conversation with has gone, oh my God, that's me. And how does that manifest itself? Like, how does that look like? Can we dive into that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How, what does that look like? So that looks like saying yes to every committee, yes to every board, cooking every meal, doing every load of laundry, taking care of every single person on your team or your staff, making sure you're the one managing all the bills in the house, making sure you're there for every single friend who's got a problem, uh, making sure you're doing everything for children if you have them. And it is this, you can hear it in the word over functioning. Mm. One is we're capable of it. Right. But I think there's also been this disgusting term and I've used it. So I have to own up to that. But this awful term, you're killing it. Mm-hmm. You're killing you. And you know it. And the reason we call it high functioning codependence is we're getting rewarded for it. Oh, yes. We get thanks and smiles and even maybe gifts and roses. And, and- this is my favorite. Oh my God, you're so amazing. I don't know how you do it all. And it's like, I'm dying. Oh, thanks. Right. And then you go home and you like drop dead. Right. <laughs> it's, it's like, and I think really the group that's going to help extinguish the desire to be a high functioning codependent, right. To be the girl who's killing it. Right. To be the one who's looks like they've got it all together. Thanks. Instagram, like all that stuff is we're going to have to support each other. Mm-hmm. in not killing it, yeah. right? In not crushing our own souls and our own desires and our own goals and our own joy so that we can look like we've got it all together. And we have to admit that we have a role we're playing in this. And the role that we're playing in this is, I'm killing it, right? I know. Right? I, and I can, also I can when- recognize also the feeling of uh, being needed, Yes. I can see this as I help women scale their businesses and they start to have a team. And I'm thinking of a recent conversation I had. It's like, wow, I have so much free time now. What do they do? They add more on or they step back in because they want to feel needed. Like my clients don't need me anymore. My team doesn't need me anymore. Then you're doing a good job. Then you've actually scaled your business so that you, uh, you know, can live your life and I don't know, write books or do some fun stuff, but then they go back in. Yes. Because they are missing this feeling of feeling needed. That's correct. Yeah. And that's the codependency part, mm. right? Is we feel important. We feel needed. Our exhaustion is justified, right? And that is where I love that you brought that up because that's really where we need to take responsibility for what we're doing to keep this going. And that's why when I say it's really going to be other women and each other, right? Like how we support each other, that's going to help us get through this. And I actually feel like this is a moment in human evolution almost, right? Because I think the pandemic so brought to the forefront, how women are the shock absorbers, right? We did every, like, oh my God, in the United States, millions of women left their jobs, right? Because why? Because they were needed at home. They they had to do everything else. Mm -hmm. 
right? And the disparity between men and women was just, it was like shocking to watch this happen. And so we're kind of at a fever pitch with it now. And I think we're recognizing it at a new level. And I, I really believe so far from what I've seen, what's going to help us get through this is each other. As we say, woman, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Don't say yes to that third committee. <laughs> no, <laughs> like don't do that. You don't need to do that, right? And really relaxing and actually asking questions instead of how much did you do today? Did you eat well today? Mm-hmm. Did you sleep okay last night? Did you get to work out today? Yeah. And actually giving each other permission to instead of investing in who needs me, who needs me, who needs me? I'm so important. Who needs me? It is whoa. What do I need? And what can I take with me? Meaning if the stock market crashes, if your business crashes, if you get divorced, if one of your kids, like all that out there, right? All those things we don't have control over. If all that goes away, how can you invest in yourself in such a way that if that hits, you are strong enough, Mm -hmm. you are rested enough, you are focused enough, and you are, I want to say in integrity with yourself. Yeah. Right. You have so cared for yourself and not that you don't care for anybody else, but that the investment in you can now be used to support others in a way that's healthy for all instead of only healthy for others. Mm. And the way to sort of check in on whether or not you're on that path for each one of us individually that, you know, the question is, am I taking this action to make sure other people are comfortable? So am I doing this for myself to advance my career or, you know, build my business? Or is it just to make everyone happy and not disrupt anything? That's right. And that's tough for us, right? Like, do you have the hardest, I have the hardest time being an interrupter. Like that's not fun all the time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Especially when you get accolades for being not the interrupter, right? It's, it's a, it's a challenging position for us to be in, but I also think it's an extraordinarily healing and empowering position for us to be in if we choose to step into it. Yeah. I have a friend, I've actually identified her as being a strong F on the Myers-Briggs. So ah, yes, anytime yes. <laughs> she kind of starts to say, well, this person and that situation, and I'm like, don't be such an F because she wants so much to please people around her. And maybe she's listening to this podcast episode and that's fine. <laughs> and I'm like, be a little bit less F because, you know, it is okay if someone gets upset because, you know, she's not there. She shouldn't be pleasing everybody because then you be basically become a mat and everybody steps over you. That's correct. That's correct. And that kind of comes back to the truth that we treat, we train other people how to treat us. You know, if we consistently over-function, when we stop over-functioning, everybody's like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What and happened? you're like, actually, um, I'm not doing your work and my work. <laughs> I'm going to let you do your work, right? And that takes something from us to mm. do that. But I love that you tell her that. I think that's so great. <laughs> and then all my other friends said, what am I? What am I? And I'm like, wow, it would be faster if you just filled out the Myers-Briggs test. Uh, well, we'll include this in the show notes if someone is curious. I but I, I analyzed all my friends and I was like, yeah, you're an F or a T or whatever. Yeah, so it's obvious. Uh, and I think you can... Uh, tie that with a codependency that's like uh, you just want to you know you will never speak up even if someone is maybe drinking too much or spending too much money you're just gonna kind of like yeah let's let's you know let's continue this life but then 
this is not going to make you happy. And probably I saw this also in my mother even. So that's probably why I get so upset because she's such a nice person, but there have been people that over, yeah, well, overstep her boundaries, but you know, you got to stop them. Somebody got to stop them. That's, and that's part of it, right? Is like, do we want to be that voice? And it's hard. Like, let's be honest. Like, that's hard to be the one who's like, yo, what are you doing, dude? Like, it's like, I'm just going to sit here and be quiet and go home, right? And it's easier to do that. And I think what can really support us in questioning that and looking into that is what our mission is. Like, what's our drive? What are we focused on? Um, how do we want to leave the planet? How do we want to use our gifts and talents? And sometimes that can sound cheesy, like it's your big why and all those sorts of things, but it is your big why. And if you can sort of dive into that a little bit deeper it, in those moments when it's hard, when you're like, I'm just going to shut up and go home, you can actually question that a little bit and challenge that a little bit for yourself so that you can see if you want to be the person who's willing to upset the apple cart in order to get everybody else into a position where they can live better and they can be happier. And what can the ripple effect of that be? Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'm in a I'm in a training of some of this right now. So I, I, I I'm not a strong F and I'm actually like a one percent T, so I can play both cards, but you're not gonna identify me as the people pleaser. But I it's interesting how when time frees up in my calendar, I tend to fill it up again. So uh, there is a portion of this feeling needed or being busy, being busy for the sake yes. of being busy. And yes, so I'm sure. training myself and I'm telling other people on my team, now Thursdays are my book writing days. If this book is ever going to be written, no meeting is going to come in on Thursday. Now I broke it a little bit the first weeks, but now, now it's not happening anymore. So uh, I think we need role models. So I'm, I'm going to lead the way with you and others who kind of come out. We've seen uh, several celebrities also say that things are not okay if they look okay. And I think that helps. That helps women not feel alone. No, I think it's really, really important that we, and that kind of goes to what we were saying just a second ago too, like, do you want to be the role model? Like, are you willing to step into that role where you're the one who's like, dude, I broke it the first couple of times. I got it now, right? Like to tell the truth about that. And like, none of us is alone in this. Like, it's like, and even if we help support our friends in breaking some of this, or we do role model the way like, we're only role modeling the way because we know how crappy it could get if you don't. <laughs> like It's like we're all in this together. And I love to really tell people like none of us is that special, right? If you're feeling this way, chances are on this planet of 7 billion people, someone else has probably felt the same way too, right? You're not the first person to have this experience of overwhelm. You're not the first person to overfunction. You're not the first person to realize it's time to say something and upset the apple cart and that we can be there for each other and support each other through that. I think that's a really important piece. I love yeah. that you said that. Yeah. You have a free gift that is about control. Can you tell us a bit about that? I do. Okay. So I'll be totally straight with you guys. Like this is a worksheet. It's actually one of the weeks of coaching I do with my one-on-one -on -one clients. And it's really, how do you understand what control is and how do you have more of it in your own life? And it was originally just for my one-on-one -on -one clients. And then when we got locked down, <laughs> it was like, everyone's feeling out of control. So I decided to offer it as a free gift to people because I found it was really helping people when they were in the initial parts of 2020, when everyone was like, 
what just happened? I don't know how to write. And everything started to feel so different. I decided to open it up. And I really talk about the three different ways. And there's like really in-depth exercises in the download, but three like really in-depth ways that you can start to understand where you're letting control leak out, Mm. where you don't need to, right? And what control actually is. Because I think one of the biggest gifts we got last year is understanding we have no control over what happens out there. Like we just, like none of us is promised tomorrow. Everything can change on a dime, literally on a dime. Like it was Tuesday was this way, Wednesday was that way. (laughs) It was like, whoa, and we had no control over that. And so what do we do in the face of that? And how can we be confident, strong women who are sharing our talents and our gifts with the world in the face of that? Like, how do we heal that acknowledgement? Because we don't like the idea that we're not in control of out there. So it's really a deep exercise into what you can control and what do you want to control internally so that as the world comes at you, you are in control. Mm. It's very cool. Like I really love this, uh, this worksheet. And so you guys can, can grab it. I'm assuming the link will be in the show notes. Yeah. The link will be in the show notes for you guys. So you get that worksheet and can do and start this amazing work of, you know, getting out of overwhelm and, uh, because it seems to be, like you said, it's like a pandemic it's all over. Mm -hmm. I hear the word almost every day. And if we can contribute to less women saying this word, then we've done a good job. So <laughs> I love that. what is the best way to find you online if people just want to follow you? Yeah, sure. So you can just go to sarahwalton.com. You can see me there. All the links to the podcast and to my YouTube channel are there as well as the control worksheet I just talked to you about. Um, and on Instagram, I'm the Sarah Walton, not because I'm the Sarah Walton, but because you know how those names get after a while. <laughs> so yes. You can find me there and you can also search for me on YouTube. We put our podcast on YouTube as well. Um, and I do Sarah uncut where I just sort of bring a camera around with me at least once a week. And there's also coffee with coach where I coach people live. So you guys can grab those videos there too. Fabulous. Sarah, thank you for coming on the show and talking about this important topic. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy. I want to show you how you can spend less time and money on marketing and still make more sales in my brand new and free masterclass. Hop on over to the show notes at signal.com forward slash 462 to sign up for the free masterclass. And there you will also find all the links to Sarah Walton. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. See you in the next episode.